Hey everyone, it's Laura Molitor here again with another Divine Purpose Insights podcast. I'm your host of this weekly program and Divine Purpose coach and spiritual activist. You can find out more about me and what I do at beingfreenow.com. You can subscribe to this podcast and please feel free to share if you like what you hear. Well, this Sunday is Easter and it seems timely for me to return to one of my favorite topics, resurrection. My very first podcast in April of 2017 focused on that topic, in fact. It was resurrection, rebirth, and renewal. And I'm thinking about transcendence today, too. These are beautiful ideas to explore and appreciate as this holiday approaches and to bring into our lives after that as well. We know that the resurrection of Jesus occurred three days after his burial, But the impact of witnessing that resurrection remained an impetus and inspiration for his disciples, and they had a heightened understanding and joy that was a powerful influence for the world. It was world-changing, in fact. Inspired spiritual leader and healer Mary Baker Eddy says it well in her book, Science and Health, with Key to the Scriptures. Through all the disciples experienced, they became more spiritual and understood better what the master had taught. His resurrection was also their resurrection. It helped them to raise themselves and others from spiritual dullness and blind belief in God into the perception of infinite possibilities. Resurrections do that. They open up infinite possibilities and take us out of lethargy and even blind belief into something where our understanding has been awakened and we feel prepared to see even more and do even more. We're lifted out of what seems dark and deadly into something not only alive, but supremely alive, really glowing with something new, something we hadn't quite grasped before. Resurrection isn't just rebirth, it's a rising. And who initiates this rising? Do we do it? Isn't a resurrection something that happens to us? We may push along wanting to be young again, wanting new opportunities, wanting to feel inspired, wanting a second chance. There's nothing wrong with aspiring to a greater, more expansive experience. But a true resurrection happens when we're receptive to it, receptive for it, without outlining how it should show up. Mary Magdalene saw the empty tomb and knew the risen Savior because she was prepared. Her humble thought let go of denials that others would have, the material sense of how things looked, the limits that that cross seemed to signify. She was grieving, but she hadn't lost receptivity, humility, readiness, and hope. So aren't there times we feel like We are grieving, but can we maybe take a moment to recognize that at the darkest times, that's where resurrections happen? Can we stop looking with our eyes and with our egos and our intellects and be open to something unexpected and yet just so right of resurrection? Resurrections happen to us. God, the divine presence who is life and love and truth, graces us with this good news in ways that transcend the limits of our minds and cause us to witness the miracle of life, of something that makes us feel alive again. 
Now, this doesn't have to be a huge thing to anyone else, but it is something that changes us, changes our world, causes us to feel differently like those disciples, to believe as well as to understand what that believing really means. So one example that comes to mind is that we might experience a resurrection of the heart, perhaps forgiveness. We receive that clearing away of resentment and hate, blame and hurt, and we rise from the heaviness those feelings can bring into a new freedom where those clamps on our love have been released and we can feel that love more fully. We can feel like ourselves. We can emerge from the tomb that has kept us from truly living because it's kept us from truly loving. Or maybe we're ready for the resurrection of self-trust and self-worth. Can we maybe stop trying to just talk ourselves into feeling better about ourselves while actually kind of denying the legitimacy of that even more adamantly? Our heads may be focused on self-help, but what we need is a resurrection. We need to leave behind that murderous sense we have of ourselves, the cross that we bear based on our pasts and our negative self-talk and be ready to hear the truth from God, who is truth and knows who we really are. It's not our willing ourselves to feel more confident. It is being willing to let ourselves be touched by God to accept our worthiness because he made us worthy to let go of the weight of doubt and shame and just to be ready to witness the resurrection. That spiritual awakening, hearing and believing the spiritual truth as opposed to the whole material history is a resurrection. And it's life-changing because it does, like Mary Baker Eddy says, happen to the disciples. It raises us out of spiritual dullness into the perception of infinite possibilities. And as she says, those disciples helped others to see beyond their own doubts as well. When we have a resurrection of something that felt dead in us, that flame of life that we receive is seen by others, I think. We take it out into the world. It comes from a genuine place because we know what it means to have felt dead and to feel alive again. And we mean it when we say resurrection is possible. The prodigal son, spoken of in one of Jesus' greatest parables, left home and spent all of his inheritance and got to a very dark place. But he came to himself, as the Bible says. He had a resurrection. He found life again within, and he went home. There, his father calls for a celebration. His son, who lived a bad life, squandered his money, has come back. Luke 15, verse 24. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Sounds like a resurrection. And uh, happy Easter to you all. If you have any questions or want to share with me, please feel free to contact me at lauramolitor at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.